The Fake Show is brought to you by Threads of Envy, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, the Tone Factory Recording Studio, Moonshot.com T-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. It's The Fake Show with Jim Tofty. Hello, everybody. Simon Kirk is one of the great power drummers in rock and roll, establishing himself early on in the band Free and then moving on with bandmate Paul Rogers to form Bad Company. Simon always seems to be busy with solo projects, and maybe we're looking forward to another run with Bad Co. I got him on the line right now. Simon, good morning to you. Jim, hello. Congratulations on the new album. It is great. Oh, wow, thank you. Have you heard some tracks? I did indeed, and I have to ask right off the bat, it seems obvious that you have a muse. Well, I do. Her name is Maria, and uh, she's a wonderful lady. We're going to get married uh, later in the year, and uh, she's really the muse, so she's responsible for, uh, you know, quite a few of the tracks on the album. That's uh, hence the title, because of you. True enough that your daughter sort of inspired you to do the ukulele version of Feel Like Making Love? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, yes. She, uh, Lola, she's in, in that series, Mozart in the Jungle. She's the, the, the uh, Hayley Rutledge. Right. But, uh, she's become quite, quite a musician. And uh, about two years ago, she bought some ukulele. And uh, she said, Dad, you got to get one. you got to get one. So I did, and I was just... Uh, strumming, you know, trying different chords out in uh, the apartment in New York where I live. And Maria was there and I was singing, I just started singing, baby, when I think about you, think about us. And she said, well, that's great. You should do that. Is that, is that a new song? <laughs> Not really. You know, she's a little younger than me. Right. I said, it's a song that Bad Company had in, you know, 40 years ago. She said, well, you should do it. Just do it like that on the, on the album. And uh, I thought, what the hell? So I, I did a treatment of it, and I sent it to the Empty Pockets, you know, the band who backed me on the album. Yes. And they loved it, and then I sent it to the record company, and they said, it's great, do it, do it, do it. So we did it, and it came out in this sort of reggae feel, sort of cheeky, happy feel. Right. Uh, and then to get it on the album, you know, I wanted to get the green light from Paul Rogers and Mick Rouse, who, who wrote the original and they both liked it, and they gave me a thumbs up, so uh, I put it on the album, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. Will you tour with that with your side band, The Empty Pockets? Will you go out on any dates with those guys? Absolutely. Um, we're putting together a tour now. We're getting a lot of offers from all over the country, um, and, and that's good, because that company's not doing anything in, in the foreseeable future. Paul has his solo career, and now I'm starting my solo career and I'm really uh, really looking forward to playing I, I know the venues are going to be smaller but that doesn't matter um, this is something that means a lot to me uh, more than you know I've just been in that company all my life and and it's just I want to do something that, that's more uh, there's something that, that requires more of me and, and I wrote all these songs and I get to sing and play other instruments it's just like learning another language, you know. Um, the bad company will always be part of my life, but it's time just to step forward for the next few months singing these songs as well. It almost seems appropriate that, that you and the Empty Pockets would perform at more intimate venues anyway, doesn't it? Well, I think so. Um, you know, I, I did a few last year 
two shows last year, and this fan is so good, I can't tell you. They're, they're, they're all in their late 20s, early 30s. There's uh, five of them. Uh, well, four who tour with me, and then we have a, an engineer who's like the fifth member. Uh, but they are such amazing musicians, uh, and they really kick me on my toes. Uh, we really had a, a mutual love affair while we made this album. They have a little studio in Chicago, and, and we recorded the album there in four sessions. Took about, uh, I don't know, maybe about nine or ten days to do the, the basic track, and then a few overdubs, and that was it. Back in the day, I mean, you were very fortunate to hook up with manager Peter Grant in the early days of Bad Company, who also happened to be Led Zeppelin's manager, and you would go on the Swan Song label. How essential was he in getting you guys established? Oh, he was... There was no one quite like uh, Peter Grant. I, I would think the next guy, in terms of influence and power, would have been Brian Epstein, who had that business acumen knowledge and savvy. Peter was much more streetwise. You know, Brian Epstein had the uh, had a certain civil air to him. A very good businessman, very acute business brain. But Peter was much more hands on and he was quite fearsome, you know, he was an ex wrestler. He he never got involved in the music. He just knew what sold and he was a friend. I mean he really became a friend over the years. And, you know, when Bad Company uh, came on board in 1974, uh, Zeppelin had just started their um, their record label called Swan Song. And we were the first band on it. Uh, so really, you had the combination of a perfect storm, where Zeppelin was, you know, the biggest band in the world. They had a brand new label. They had all the publicity they ever needed. And they had this amazing manager. And Bad Company were, for want of a better word, a super group. We came from three very well-known bands, not the Hoople Three and King Crimson. Yeah. And it was just, uh, and we could deliver the goods. You know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, Bad Company, um, was it luck or what was it? Well, it was a combination of all those factors, but we'd been around for, you know, four or five years in various bands, and, and we could deliver the goods. And, and that's why we, we got off to such an amazing start. Will there be a Bad Company tour in the foreseeable future? I don't think there's going to be anything this year. I, I wouldn't rule it out because the year has only just started. But I know Paul Paul Rogers is doing a solo tour in England. Uh, I'm doing a solo tour to promote this album, you know, all because of you. Yeah. Paul Mick Rouse had a stroke in November, not in very good shape. I, I don't know how his future is in uh, regards of playing guitar again. So, you know, Bad Company is kind of in suspension at the moment, in limbo. Well, best of health to you, Simon. Simon Kirk's new solo project, all be- all because of you. Look forward to it uh, on iTunes and Amazon, and-, and good luck to you in the future. Thank you very much. I appreciate you taking the time out. Nice talking to you, Simon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, hopefully it won't be too much longer before we see another Bad Company reunion. You know, one of the things that uh, I didn't have a chance to talk about with Simon was another one of his famous acting daughters, Jemima Kirk, who stars in Girls, along with Lena Dunham. Maybe next time. Well, that is the end of this edition of The Fake Show. We hope you enjoyed, and I will talk to you next time. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Thank you.